from the Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker. We're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the Resistance. This is John Crump, live. Live. Welcome to the show. My name is John Crump, and how's it going, Wolverines? We have a special guest today. He is going to be a speaker at something that I am speaking at, too, which is known as Amcon, and his name is the Clover. It is Clover Attack. What is up? Clover. I'm in the wrong place, man. I was told I was going on a show that was called John Crump Recorded, not John Crump Live. So what's what's up with this? Well, John Crump Recorded is actually John Crump News. Sorry, Hank Strange was calling me for some reason. Um, but yeah, not anything important, I'm sure. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, he'll call me back. But before we get into everything, I just want to thank our sponsors. Our sponsors are JSD Supply. Check them out. They are a great company. Also, we are sponsored by Tusk. Tusk is a cryptocurrency focused on the firearms market. It's a way of getting around big banks. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. And Black Swan Tactical, where you can get really cool patches like this patch, like Ever Vigilant patch. The DLD patch, Dark, I see out is out there. This patch actually glows blue for the blue kin like gleaming. The 2A EDU patch. And this one is almost out. This is the future fire or future felons of America. And this actually glows, which is pretty cool. We have only 20 of them left in stock. So you might want to check them out before they run out of stock and they're gone forever because we don't repeat designs. Black Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more, there's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. Not only is dark out there, but so is 2AEDU. And we are what about Flying by, Rich? We are joined by Flying Rich. Wrong sound effect. Uh, you, you haven't emailed me the sound effect. Or, so. or that is, that's what the last crash sounded like, because I did hit a car. That, that is true. And the windshield did break. Uh, that's true. I got, a, I, I got a question for uh, Clover Tech. Clover, you're looking good. As always, I'm I'm upset. Why? Let me ask me. Uh, let me uh, ask let me you ask, that question. No, first. no, no, no. Let's stop. Let me ask you a question since I'm the guest. 
Are you done with all the shilling and pimping for the day? Is it over with finally? Or do we got to listen to more of that garbage? Because I'm the guest. I'm the guest. I expect to come here and everybody's ears be tuned to me and what I have to say. And I've spent five minutes. I feel like I'm in a Mr. Guns and Gear video here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, we, we front load all our ads so we don't have to worry about it later on. <sighs> that, that's why I don't join till 505 because that's what all the ads are done. Well, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, that's, you've actually made a smart choice. I mean, what, for once in your life, Rich, you've made a smart choice by doing that. That's so hold on. The Very second good. smart choice I'll make today is deleting your phone number. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> if, you think, cool. if you think you can, go ahead. <laughs> cool. I got a question for you. Are the streets in Texas running with running red with blood? No, but they're eight foot underwater if you listen to the mainstream media. Oh, crap. You mean uh, uh, are disaster they? movie? So, that, so that's about five Man, feet of water over so, your head. Yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, you talk about aggravating. That's what I was mentioning the other night out in the chat. So, you know, you've got, we got, you know, Tropical Storm was coming in, all that good stuff. What was it? Nicholas, right? And um, so I'm watching some Houston news, Beaumont news, Corpus Christi news, you know, some news channels down along the coast, as well as my local news. And, you know, they're following it and they're, you know, they're not giving mandatory evacuation orders and they're saying, hey, this thing is weak. It doesn't really look like because of the size of it, it just can't get organized and the wind shear. And if you know anything about hurricanes at all, uh, which I'm sure uh, Rich down there does. But anyway, um, wind shear and everything else was causing problems. And they're like, you know, it's not going to strengthen. And, you know, tropical storm at absolute worst, it did hit category one there for a little while. Anyway. Um, so not a big deal. And I mean, very few people evacuated and very little damage and very, you know, considering it was a hurricane. Right. But then, you know, I watched that stuff and because YouTube in its infinite glory and it giving us what it thinks we want to watch gives me MSNBC, CNN, and not just that, but NBC, Maryland and CBS, Utah, right. That, that are showing footage from tropical storm nicholas and they picked the absolute worst hit spots that are like literally three blocks three square blocks right or something and they make it out like it's the apocalypse or something right and i'm like you know if I've it bleeds about, it leads i've talked about this before when we deal with youtubers and the way that they you know, frame their videos and they do their stuff and they put the information out there. Um, and, and really they're just piggybacking off of what the mainstream media has done for years and years. But it's really ridiculous. If, if you watched anything on Tropical Storm Nicholas and it did not come from within the state of Texas, you were lied to. That's all I got to say about it. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, and it's where where was it? Was it recent? Was it Nicholas? First off, Nicholas. Hey. Down here, they're saying, hey, it's going to be a rain event, not a wind event. They're going to get a lot of rain. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know which storm it was, but, you know, the reporter's doing this. I'm getting blown over. And then somebody's, like, doing cartwheels behind them and, like, nothing. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like it's all the flags like... behind them are like this instead yeah. of being like that. Yeah. That was really a pr productive yeah. segment, wasn't it? <laughs> Keep yapping, man. Come on, man. <laughs> but I, I remember oh, so I, I've talked about this before uh, is it Peter Ducey is the son yeah. Peter Ducey Steve, Steve Ducey is the, is the father okay. Peter Ducey is the son 
so this is before he was the White House correspondent. I, could, I guess he was just, you know, getting on Fox News. I think and Lucy Ducey is the grandma, isn't she? If it was uh, Martha's Vineyard or Nantucket. But they, it was like Labor Day weekend, and they scheduled to do a 20-minute cut to Peter Ducey every 20 minutes. And it was as beautiful a Labor Day weekend as you could ever have. The, just the picturesque... Um, you know, waterfront, you got the reeds, just the most picturesque New England waterfront you could ever see. And Peter Ducey is like, you know, he's doing the live hit, and it's like, and we're out to Peter Ducey on Nantucket, where there's a, you know, tropical storm, whatever, hitting, or nor'easter. He's like, yeah, um, no wind, no rain, just beautiful sun. And, and there was a, a bridal party, like, goofing off around behind him. And stuff. It was It was the biggest laugh, but it's like they schedule hurricane coverage or, you know, tropical storm coverage, and they check that box, and they go with that story no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, somebody's bringing up uh, the strong winds that blew Biden down. Well, I actually looked up because uh, I got this thing from the FAA that says I'm a pilot, and I'm supposed to be able to know weather. And um, I think yeah, the – Yeah, dude. The, the winds, I, don't know, I don't know how you got that. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, and so the historical wind data, not predicted, the historical wind data at that airport, was it Dover, I believe? Yes. Was um, seven knots, I think, gusting, no, I think it was four knots gusting to seven. So that that's kind of about the velocity of a sneeze. Well, oh, that's wow. my that's my airport. A lot of people don't know that, and that's fake news. The wind was actually quite higher. It's because uh, Dover sits in this bowl, and because of the flat earth and, and the geospheric wind shear, um, it's usually three to four times what a normal reading would be at that right. airport. A lot of people right. don't know that. A lot of people don't know that, but since I own the place, I'm privy to that information, of course. Mm-hmm. I have to be. Yeah, yeah the, you talk about flat, flat earthers are freaking hilarious. They're the best flat earther I've seen. I can't find the video anymore, but he was commenting. He was doing voiceover commentary on a SpaceX landing. It's like, oh, look at that pencil. You see it's flat because it's round and it's flat. You know, it, you, know you see the, the SpaceX ship above the Earth and you can see the curvature. It's like, they're faking that. That's fake. And you can see it's flat. <laughs> yeah, they claim yeah. that it's a, it's a it's fisheye cameras and stuff. There was that one we, flat earther who, who tried to shoot himself up in the rocket. All right, so that the guy's name was Richard Hughes, I think. <laughs> uh, did you guys see that? Yeah. Uh, so it, his it first rocket. To, yeah, the freaking parachute didn't open. Well, the first rocket attempt actually worked. It's the second yeah. one that killed him. Which yeah, it's the parachute the came first off. One. It, <laughs> it launched. It get, so fell off. He he went to like three hundred feet or something in the rocket. You know, it was just something stupid. It, you know, you get an airline, you can fly 30,000 feet. Whoa. You can look out the window. What? What's, you know, that, that, that was just a more technically advanced of version of Jackass. What was the guy's name that did Jackass? Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. He, he was just a more technical version of Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, yeah. Dude, when that parachute came off, I was like, uh-oh. But we all know the Earth isn't flat, and I can tell you why. Do you know why? Because we have brains and no because other Because if it was flat, flat, cats would have knocked everything off the edge. We're done.
Are we done with the flat earth already? Uh, I, th- I think we should be. I think Rich that was supposed that. to that was supposed to have been a quick comical quip on my part. Say that five <laughs> times real fast, and y'all turned it into an entire segment that people out there don't want to listen to. So uh, get so so anyway anyway. No, you mentioned Amcon earlier, right? So yes, yes. I I'm to curious. I'm curious, right? Because here's here's something that Uh-oh. aggravates me. So. You put out the thing and you was like, oh, this is cool bio thing for Amcon and blah, 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 blah. And so I'm like, well, cool. Where's mine? Right. And it's not there. Right. They asked me for my um, whatever you call it, the photo and the bio and all the yeah, other they stuff. Did, they did. I don't know where they got I'm mine like, from. So I didn't give them. So, I didn't give them anything. And as far as being invited on any of them's podcast or, you know, they. I'm the redheaded stepchild of Amcon and of the 2A community, I think. I really am. And, and I'll wear the badge proudly because I can complain about it like I am here. But I feel that way. Um, the, hey, the, the old guard. So let me let me back up. They probably do now. Yeah. After I complained. But here's the thing. So eventually... Some of these people are going to have to, and they're slowly doing it, whether it's with you and don't get me wrong. You're not in the, what I would consider the young crew, John, but you know, like locked and loaded Latinos, for example, right? Yehuda falls into that a little bit, but some of the old guard is going to have to step back um, and play support role to some of the younger crowd. And at this point, I'm not even putting myself in the younger, in that capacity of the younger crowd but i already play a support role with a lot of different folks out there right so um it's nothing new for me and i think that i think that they need to do that you know and i'm speaking directly to you know people know who i'm talking to they know um and i think that amcon could be better i think as far as grpc things could be better i just see so much room for improvement because it's, it seems like it's the same old thing, the status quo, and they never shake anything up. And that's not attractive to the new generations coming in. Um, and at some point, you know, where do we, where do we come to terms with that, right? At some point, where need, do we realize that? I think we need to realize that sooner than later. I agree. Now, are you saying Hickok 45 needs to turn it over to his grandson? Hickok 45, who cares about Hickok 45? Let him do his Bud's gunshot videos and whatever. And go quietly into the night. That's all we care about with him. Anyway, oh, there's a youngin out there. He says uh, Clover helps me so much. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, shooting early New England Joe. Great guy. I, I have them on. I, actually, I, I make a concerted effort to try to get those uh, the younger crowd on the show as much as possible. Now, I've never helped Joe, so he wouldn't say that in public. So, but me, but that's why I try to get make a concerted effort to get the younger crowd in, on the show. So what are you speaking on, John, at Amcon? Uh, FOIAs. FOIAs. Yeah, yeah FOIAs figure. and investigative journalism. Mm-hmm. So do you find it at all at it at all pointless to talk about that at Amcon? Let's be honest here. Let's let's be open and honest. Uh, so many people at Amcon uh, have asked me, like, just looking at the speakers about how to do a FOIA. And I've walked several of them through how to do a FOIA. Yeah. So I think it's just something that they want to know. Um, whether they put it into practice or not, I don't know. 
But, you know, you can FOIA yourself. I mean, FOIA is one of the most powerful tools that we have. And a lot of times I write about stuff uh, that I get through FOIAs and people ask me, man, how, how, how did you get that? I was like, I asked for it, <laughs> you know? And uh, so a lot of times John has the original document in his hand unredacted. Usually I do. <laughs> no, but I'm going to go through FOIAs. Uh, if they don't take anything out of it, they don't take anything out of it. But I think that we need to get really good being a two-way community, not only for the journalism part, but for the activism fault part to learn how to do FOIAs. I just see so many that demonize the NRA for raising money. And basically all they do is infotainment. Let's get some views or some downloads or some whatever. You know what I mean? And I see so much of that with quote unquote two a creators in general. Right now I make no bones about it. Right. I mean, I've never said I was an activist. I've never billed myself as such. I will not speak at Amcon as an activist. Part of my presentation, I've been tweaking it along the way. Uh, never once do I say I'm a 2A activist. Um, you go to my channel and you will find predominantly gun reviews and educational stuff and things like that, uh, except for when the time calls, like constitutional carry in Texas and, and other things. The time calls for me to shift gears and, and do my part as an online content creator to get the word out. Um, but I guess what I say is my aggravation is when with those that not only do they consider themselves the pinnacle of two way activism uh, and people are free to consider themselves in whatever light they want to. They can either be humble or they can blow it completely out of proportion. Um, and also the viewers, the listeners, the downloaders, the followers hold them up on this pedestal when in reality they're not. So it, that's why I say it makes me wonder how many are inter interested at all. They may be interested in the process of FOIAs, right? But it makes me wonder how many are actually interested in the practical application of FOIAs and investigative journalism and all that, because it doesn't, it doesn't fit their, 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 whatever, their modem operandi, right? That um, is just getting views, whipping the base into frenzy, blah, 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 right? I mean, I mean, I I can't guarantee that they're gonna walk away and start foiling stuff, but if one or two start doing that, maybe we can grow that a little bit. Um, That'd be a good video, John. Doing FOIA requests? Yeah, I did. I did a video on FOIA requests, and it's like my least popular video ever. <laughs> uh, there you go. There you go. It doesn't surprise me. So, are, let me ask you this. Let's shift gears a little bit. Are you? Are you going live? Are you going there and you're going to be there live or are you one of these people that are phoning it in? Uh, I have to, I, I'm going to be ah. streaming live. Uh, my wife is on standby for deployment. So I'll be a single dad, most likely. Okay. With, gotcha. with, with like no kids. Well, that sucks. I mean, I, mean, I haven't no, heard. No, nobody watch my kids. <laughs> I haven't heard how many people are phoning it in, right? But I was told that there was several people that was going to do that. And I'm like, then what's the point of showing up in person in Fort Worth at, at, at this thing? And I've got other engagements because for whatever reason, it's the same exact weekend as USCCA, which, and now it's the same exact weekend as the NRA meetings. Uh, and, right. And, and which, which the IV 8888. Uh, yeah. I forgot about that, but yeah, that too. So and, it's oh, like, and, could uh, we... and uh, in the machine gun shoot, 
the yeah, last one. Yeah, could we could we possibly stack anything else <laughs> on top of anything else? And I you know I don't understand that gets back to the mentality and the thinking of all this. If you've got people phoning it in, why do we not just why don't we just do virtual right? Um, and be done with it. What's the point of everybody or very few people meeting up? I'm going. I'll be there, but it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how many people are actually there, right? Because um, you've got USCCA, and again, I don't feel myself as an activism, so I have obligations at USCCA, right? And so I'm going to have to figure out how to finagle things. Thankfully, they're both in Fort Worth, but I'm going to have to figure out how to finagle things, whether I go in and, and knock out some of the USCCA stuff Friday evening and then do it maybe maybe knock out the rest of it Friday morning before my presentation uh, I mean, Saturday morning before I break it up, uh, before I do my presentation uh, Saturday evening for AMCON. Uh, but, you know, that means I'm going to miss the vast majority of AMCON, right? I'm going to miss everything up until the point that uh, my presentation is there. So uh, yeah. I really don't want to do that. The, the great news is they're supposed to be streaming it, which hopefully will be recorded in replay. Uh, and I can, you know, once I get home or whatever, I can go back and, and hopefully catch the rest of it. And, um, yeah. I think it's going to SAF's uh, YouTube page. Oh, yeah. They're also, the uh, Pal Palmetto State Armory has an event that weekend, and so does BDU. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I don't know why, like, I don't know why everyone picked the same damn weekend. I don't either, man. I don't either. Because the weather's no nice. Yeah, There's going to be maybe. no hurricanes. And I think maybe. Red October is that weekend as well. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Um, it's just there, it just seems crazy to split focus so bad. Yeah, know? I got invited to a bunch of stuff that weekend, and I can't do any of it. So, yep, it's all good. <laughs> it's the lifestyle we signed up for. <laughs> all right. But yeah, but I hope people get something out of it. Um, I'm not sure. What are you going to be speaking about? Patreon. Patreon. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, why does my Patreon get deactivated? Probably or goes high, goes dormant? Probably because you're posting links like John is shilling every chance you get every five minutes and playing commercials nope. and other things like that right there. That's my Patreon. Are you talking about as a user or are you talking about as a creator? As a creator, yeah, you know, it seems like my account goes dormant. It's like, what the heck? Yeah. Do you uh, have patrons? Yeah. Yep. How often do you you have patrons and it goes dormant? Yep. I, I don't know. We need to get get into it and and take a look. That sounds to me like a consultation right there. Yeah. How uh, often do you post? Uh, on Patreon. Mm -hmm. Probably I forget about it, and that's why it goes dormant. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Number one. Number one. If you're not going to participate on Patreon, then you might as well not really have a Patreon because that's the point. Mm -hmm. the, the The number one misconception. Might I don't well want to go into my, my whole basically, uh, or get it through super chat or whatever. Because the Patreon, there's this false narrative. Nah, and let me back up. It's not false, right? There's there's some truth to it. Um, that you ask people, what is Patreon? And they go, oh, well, it's a way for me to shield, you know, and get money from my viewers and 
blah, 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 right? They never mention the platform aspect of it. They never mention the, the, the backlinks available through uh, search engine and other things that are created when you post to Patreon. And there's just a variety of other things from, you know, uh, integrating your store to, um, you know, tier level perks to um, just all the different things you can do on Patreon as a platform. It's, it's overlooked. I mean, 99% of people are going to tell you, Oh, it's just a, it's a, it's an e-bagging site. It's funding mechanism. And it's so much more than that. Uh, and because most people have that mentality from a creator, I guess, standpoint, they move into Patreon and that's what they use it for. I mean, they use it for, for less than, 50%, less than 20% probably of its capability. Um, and by doing that, it leads to, like you say, it leads to accounts being um, snow, you know, snur snowbird, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, Mark dormant, that it leads to, um, you know, that leads to people getting discouraged because they'll go over there, they'll open the Patreon, they won't mention their Patreon, they won't say anything about their Patreon, they won't utilize their Patreon, they won't share stuff from their Patreon. Uh, and yeah, at that point, if you don't understand it, at least somewhat, uh, and you don't use most, if not all the aspects over there, then what are you over there for? Um, and I'll go even, even a step further and say, if you support people on Patreon, two things, if you support people on Patreon that are not giving you stuff through Patreon, why are you supporting them? Um, whether you require that or not, and most most people that support others, because I do, and I'll get to this in a minute, I do support other people on Patreon as well. Most people that support people on Patreon, they don't expect anything, right? I don't. Uh, right. You know, I throw my money out over there. If you post something, if you give me extra, cool, but I'm not over there demanding it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but, right. but still, I'm of the mind, if I'm supporting you on Patreon and you never post anything, I never get an email, I never get another your your time, your time is limited. I'm eventually going to throw my money to somebody else, right? Um, that's at least trying. Because, like I said, it's a bigger picture idea. If you're not working Patreon for the people that are actively supporting you, the most loyal of your subscribers, viewers, followers, listeners, downloaders, whatever, the most loyal core of your audience is going to be on Patreon. And if you're not working for them, then what's, are you working to, are, are you doing anything on your channel that's actually trying to grow and get the word out and do what you're supposed to be doing as a creator? You know, I've got to question that, right? Um, the second thing uh, as a, as a supporter on Patreon uh, is if you support people that don't support other people, and I'll tell you right now, I know for a fact there are people that are on Patreon that will tell you they support people that don't. They're liars. So straight I, up, liars. I have actually um, never taken and, a dollar out of Patreon. I've yeah. I've always everything I get in Patreon goes to other other channels. Well, that's that's passing the buck. I don't do that, right? So. Yes, I support other people, and yes, it does come out of my Patreon money. That's how they do it, right? They deduct it. If you're a creator and you support other people, before you get paid, they deduct your support from that, right, from that number. So while the support I throw that people initially comes out of that, um, it gets put back when it, when it flows over and they make the payment and go to Patreon. Whatever my monthly total shows every month before that, 
uh, not counting the the 10% fee or whatever it is. Uh, but before that, the um, the gross number, uh, that is what you know gets funneled over. If I have to funnel that from you know super chats or YouTube ad money or you know the swag store revenue or whatever, uh, I put that over because I don't want. Um, it's just organization on my standpoint. Ultimately, does it does it matter? I mean, it all gets spent on the channel and everything else. No, ultimately it doesn't. But as far as organization on my point, I want to be able to show that you know I'm not taking your Patreon support and then just throwing it, passing the buck to somebody else. If I was going to do that, then why would I not just advocate that you support X, Y, and Z and just tell you, hey, instead of you giving me you know, a buck, five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever it is a month, you know, why don't you throw it over here to John instead or rich or, or rogue out there or whoever. Right. Have you heard anything about, uh, locals? I haven't played around with it much, so no, I'm not the foremost authority on locals for sure. Uh, it's uh, I actually like it a lot. Um, you can do Patreons, but they also have like stuff where you have like live chats, post videos. Uh, your users can post videos to your community and whatnot. It's uh, pretty nice. I'm. Uh, I, well, I YouTube follow... used to be able to do a video reply, yeah. but that, that's gone. That feature's long gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gwebs don't like local locals apparently, but I follow Two uh, Aedu over at Locals, and I think it's a really really cool platform. Well, there's a lot of different ones out there. Uh, and they are coming along. It's nice to have some options. Um, you know, a lot of people use alternative platform stuff, unfortunately, because they don't understand the platform their own or the platform that they're quote unquote having a problem with. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, Patreon, I mean, with any platform, it's their house, their rules. And anytime you're dealing with a platform and it being online and you've got a mass user base and other things, you have certain protections that have to be in play. And unfortunately, to be able to do that, it requires policy. Uh, and sometimes things get swept up in, in said policy. Um, most of the demonization, for example, that has gone on with Patreon, first of all, Patreon being tied to PayPal, when PayPal was integrated with eBay, uh, especially, was problematic from a firearm standpoint. Um, that's no longer the case, which is great. Um, but a lot of the stuff going on with Patreon, and by the way, Patreon does, uh, I don't want to turn this into necessarily a Patreon chat, but Patreon does, uh, with their CEOs and everything else, does some open forum chat stuff pretty regularly so it's not like they're not being transparent and you don't have the opportunity to to talk with those people but they got one coming up i think um yeah but anyway um you know you're beholden to you know your processing company or whatever at some at some point right you don't you're not sure if you're not your own processor then you know you you've got to do what they say and you got to play by their rules unfortunately right so it's not necessarily a decision that patreon's making uh and one of the biggest sticks is i've seen especially a lot of the larger creators um that they will point to and say oh look they deleted my post on patreon or they suspended my account or they did this or they did that and then you go and look at it and they're posting their stupid affiliate link pimp and shill links and discount codes and whatever and it's blatantly you, you know, why do you need to post that on patreon well why local because you you already That's you know they're doing it to spit in the face here's the thing they are 
I, I want to say literally, and it's not, right? I almost said that. But some of these bigger channels and stuff, they will shoot themselves in the foot and they go, oh, look what XYZ did to me. And they're the ones that did it, right? And so they intentionally post stuff and they intentionally blatantly break policy and the rules. And then when they get smacked for it, they cry. And unfortunately, the viewers, the followers, the subscribers, the downloaders, the people out there, unfortunately, they lap that crap up. They eat it up and they swallow Cooper, them in I a, told in you a blanket not to talk about and they that. rock them in a rocking chair and go, oh, you poor little massive creator is a platform picking on you. And, and instead of instead of going, you idiot, you know, you, you're a channel with hundreds of thousands of subscribers or millions of subscribers. You don't know what policy mm -hmm. says over there. Right. Um, they don't call it for what it is. And so that gets back into. Um, sort of the we sort of come full circle right to the conversation we had with mainstream media and how you know the drama is just played up if it bleeds it leads whatever the thing is uh, and how that bleeds over into the online world as well and unfortunately the audience out there because i keep saying the downloaders the viewers the subscribers the followers the audience the audience needs to be a better audience you guys need to we because i watch stuff too we need to hold them accountable and call them out on their crap when they're they're you know when they're trying to play the audience uh, and I just, I don't know, I see that so much and it's, it's aggravating. And is that popular? No, because that's going to take off people out there that are the audience because they, they, their ears are burning because I'm talking about them and that's going to tick off creators. And that's probably why going back into this whole thing, I feel like sometimes I'm the redheaded stepchild of the two a world. Um, that's probably why is because I'm highly opinionated, but you know what, when you understand these platforms and you know, entities, people inside these platforms and everything else, uh, and you know, some of the behind the scenes when certain people are just blatantly lying to their audience, um, it's, it's hard. It's hard to keep your mouth shut and at, at some point and not say something about it. Um, can I play devil's advocate? Uh, one I, thing I, I don't, I don't think you look enough like Al Pacino, but. That's um, a good movie. I, I will. I guess I will allow it. Yeah. Uh, some people, I, I've, I have seen make comments on some of your videos when you're talking about YouTube and stuff that you are, I, I don't know, like a YouTube apologist. I guess would be the best way of saying it. Mm -hmm. What would you say to the? I, I know you've seen it too. Well, that's easy for somebody that doesn't know what I know to say. That's the easiest way to answer that question, right? So here's the thing. I mean, you can call me whatever, and, and I get comments quite often that I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to YouTube, because if I did, I would have a million subscribers. Well, let me ask you something. So if, if Albert Einstein was alive today and he created a channel right now about physics, do you think he would have a million subscribers tomorrow in YouTube's climate? Would yeah. Albert freaking Einstein have a million subscribers on his physics channel tomorrow on YouTube or next month or, or even a year from now? Probably I bet he not. Would. Probably I bet not. He would. Likely not. Uh, I, I, think I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Right. Um, and it's just because of the, it's because of the climate. It's because of the saturation. It's because of the algorithm. It's because of another, th another thing. But anyway, my point being until he got to that, right? So Albert Einstein is creating YouTube content. And he is at 500 subscribers and somebody comes on and his video, he's got a video and they say, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. It's Albert freaking Einstein. What do you mean? Just because you only have a certain amount of subscribers doesn't mean that you don't know what you're doing. The second part of that is that 
it's it's a split focus issue, right? So if you've got Albert Einstein and he has his knowledge, so let me pose this question. You said, okay, you bet he would. Well, what if Albert Einstein um, had so many projects going, he was only able to upload, let's say, one video a month on that particular physics channel, and and he had split focus not only with his regular life, but he had split focus with that channel, was only able to upload one video a month. He really didn't have time to research trends and the platforms and the other things. On top of that, he had several other channels where he talked about cars or space exploration or micro particles or the quantum realm or whatever it might be, right? And he you worked other Dan platforms. Man, didn't you? And he worked, yeah, and he worked other platforms and other social media outlets and all and all as well, right? So he's got all of this split focus. Does that change the dynamic of how quickly he becomes a big channel on YouTube? And is that any reflection on the knowledge he has about the subject? I think you still have a million subs. <laughs> John just John just wants to argue. Yeah. Hey, I told you we're gonna play devil's I, I can't believe you outed me when I was crying about all my videos getting deleted by YouTube. You know, I know, right? I know, right? Well, you don't see a lot of the videos get deleted. Um, no, I I had an issue lately. with Clover. I I called Clover up. We talked about it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna take my lumps and walk away, and shut up about it. Yeah. Um. Do you think a problem is that a lot of people at YouTube who work at YouTube what or whatnot just do, doesn't understand guns like with the whole I think I think thing? I think okay it's it's a really it's a really simple answer if you think about it right okay stop throw all your biases and throw all your people riling you up on other channels and whatever it might be throw all that out the window right and first of all and calm down right cross your legs uh, put on some soothing music, get into a state of zen, uh, and try to see this from a, from a rational point, right? First of all, YouTube, Google, however you want to put it. Um, massive infrastructure, employees, tech, massive on a scale that we cannot, I can hardly fathom, right? Me, with decades in the IT world, right? Massive on such a scale, I can barely fathom it let alone the rank and file viewer or creator or whoever, right? So that doesn't hardly even know tech. They shoot stuff from their cell phone and vertical, whatever the case may be, right? They're not learning their craft in the platform and everything else, which is something I think is very important uh, for a creator. And it leads you down this path of, of better understanding. So first of all, massive, massive structure. Uh, the likes of which the world's never seen before. Well, well, I'm sure companies will come up and get that big in the future. Um, so put that down as number one and then compare that. Okay, what is another company that kind of has that same uh, that same look right outside looking in? I would say McDonald's, correct? So McDonald's is a massive company, but you would, well, you would agree with that, correct? Okay, sure. mm -hmm. look at the quality of employee at McDonald's. They must work at my bank also. Seriously, seriously. So, you know, people are going, oh, YouTube, like, 
like the CEO of YouTube is is cackling and flipping switches and and causing trouble just for the gun community, and and they they think that's what it's like a Doctor Evil moment, and it's like you don't understand every little thing that happens in YouTube. They have tens of thousands of employees on one team that works on one specific part of the platform and stuff, right? And no, nobody on that team understands one hundred percent of even of what they're working on. It's so complex, and it's just it's insane well then you've got the rank and file support people and the, you know the algorithm will trip something that'll get sent to a um you know that'll get sent to a human review and then what happens when that gets sent to a human review is there potential bias there yes 100 percent. okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sidestep that there is the potential for employees to be biased and act on bias. I am not going to for a second say that doesn't exist. That can exist anywhere. And that's certainly true with YouTube as well. But is it more likely that's the case amongst thousands and thousands of employees, or it's more likely the case that they're going to err on the side of caution based on their ignorance, number one, or number two, I'm in a hurry. It's lunchtime or it's quitting time. So click. Yeah. All right. Uh, Drew Bailey says his primary channel had a hundred, 139 subs and it was about fabrication and machining, uh, and YouTube deleted it with no strikes, no warnings, uh, for one TOS rule violation. I'll be happy to try to look into something. If you've got specifics, you can reach out to me. Sure. Uh, was that recently? 139,000 subs. That's big. Yeah. Yeah. Fabrication and machining of what? See, I don't get the yeah. specifics. Are we talking firearms? I'm, I'm thinking because there was a what issue. That's firearms. Fabricating and machining of firearms have been a policy issue for a while. So, yeah, reach. I mean, we'll, we'll work on that and see what we can do there. Um, I mean, I'm not going to work on it because I don't know anybody YouTube. <laughs> well, I'd be happy to look into it, just like I have looked into many, many things for a lot of different people. Um, but, yeah, but I, I will tell you, you, sometimes YouTube does make mistakes though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But I will get in. No, YouTube makes mistakes. Not sometimes YouTube makes mistakes, mistakes on a regular basis. Inconsistency is a huge, huge problem. I've been back and forth with YouTube today. A dozen, a dozen communications one way or another back and forth on some inconsistency issues dealing with a rogue banshee that was out there in the chat. Um, so there it's, it's a, it's a problem. And they know it's a problem, the inconsistency, right? But the, um, what's it saying yet? They're about, oh, so here we go. We've got the yet argument, right? So, no, no, what he's saying is nope. his channel got deleted, but uh, 12 of his videos were downloaded and re uploaded uh, from um, Asian, uh, like Asian sites. Well, um, why was that not reported? Well, it, his channel is so he can't put a copyright so claim so in. Um, it's, and his it's channel entirely... was not about fire alarms okay so it yeah well it here's the thing if it's not about firearms i don't know what good i can be because that is and that's the problem with youtube is that we don't have enough direct communications with the nuance nuances uh with every individual niche right um, and helping the helping them to understand and and be able to navigate from a policy standpoint those nuances, right? So you know, I'll say this first off. One of the things we do um, is we read YouTube policy or the terms of service or whatever it might be 
uh, understand that there are various policies at play with YouTube, right? It's not just one overarching terms of service or policy. You've got the advertiser friendly guidelines. You've got uh, advertising guidelines, uh, advertising guidelines. You've got uh, terms of service. You've got the community guidelines. Um, you've got guidelines as it pertains to um, search and discovery, which includes some of the age restriction stuff and things like that. Multiple, multiple things. Now, there's a lot of crossover and overlap with all of that. But understand that you've got multiple things uh, at play. And so the, the problem is when we start saying, well, you know, this, this is okay in this niche, but it's not okay in another niche. Well, why? Where's the nuances? And, and I think that we need, this is just my, it's a suggestion for about a year now I've been putting out to YouTube. I'm like, look, you guys need creator liaisons. You need, you need people like myself, right. That communicate with you on a regular basis. Um, and have, have arguably, I guess you could say arguably, uh, arguably, uh, affected some change on the platform. I know 2AEDU out there, John, you, Rich, other people would say that they have, have affected some change on the platform, uh, at least for, for specific channels. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to pull in those. We're going to pull in this makeup creator, this LGBTQ creator or whatever that really understands the space that they're operating in as a creator. And they're going to be a liaison and they're going to help YouTube to understand the creator, the creator to understand YouTube, because what happens is you take these policies and we look at them from a firearm content creator standpoint, right? Well, a firearm content creator didn't write that policy. So that would be the same. We like to talk about the Constitution a lot. That would be the same as a more liberal person giving a modern interpretation of the Constitution. And we would throw a fit, right? We would say, oh, whoa, it's original intent. We got to go back to what the founders were thinking when they wrote that. Well, in the same light, we've got to think about what is YouTube thinking? What is the spirit of the policy? What was going through their mind? What were they trying to accomplish when they wrote this policy? We can't look at it from our eyes and with our, with our beer goggles on and, and perspective. Right. Um, and it's, it's silly. I mean, it's, it's don't, don't get me wrong. The policy across the board, no matter what news you're talking about, uh, there are various problematic areas and pitfalls within, within policy. Um, what I will say uh, with the with the channel out there real quick that was talking about the 12 videos. I don't know how many videos they had on their channel total. Right. But um, all you need in order for. Um, in order for something to come down with policy terms of service. And again, I'd, I'd be happy to try to help to the extent I can once I'm able to get some more specifics with this, and this was not the forum, obviously with the side chat and out there to try to do it. I'm not even hardly watching the side chat, unfortunately, but um, for that Asian channel, whatever it is to steal 12 videos. Well, if you had 200 videos, well, maybe they stole 12 and 12 is not a large enough sample within their channel to be problematic. Makes sense. Whereas 12 on your channel combined with another 30 or 40 was enough to garner attention either from the algorithm or from human eyes or whatever the case may be to be problematic. You can skate under the radar for a long time, but here's the thing. And this is what I was getting at. And he didn't really put it out this way, but I hear this. So I'm not, I'm not digging. I don't even remember the name of the, of the, uh, the person out there that was talking about this, by the no, way, hit me up, hit me up, uh, at gmail.com. And we'll, uh, we'll touch base on the phone or something and talk about it if we need to. But, um, 
what a lot he of people will say videos on his channel. They will say, yeah, see 12 videos out of 1400. Yeah, that's not, that's not enough sample that if that was ported over to something else, it was necessarily going to cause a problem, at least not right away. It's not going to be problematic, but if there was a common thread against six or 700 or even a few hundred, right. Of the videos on that channel, then regardless of those 12, it could be problematic. So the issue that, um, that we're looking at when we talk about, uh, I lost my train of thought, man. It, it threw me off. Where was I going? With I know, right? Golly. I've been talking to you. Go ahead. I'm going to take a break. You, thank you to a, a two eighty-two for the $5 super chat. He says, Clover has and still is helping me understand a lot. It can seem ominous at times. Yeah. And it's and it's super frustrating, right? I never discount that fact. <laughs> I yeah, get like this, it. I get sometimes it. when I'm like, well, the chant, well, it's written this way, the policy, you're like, yeah, but that's not the way it's enforced. <laughs> right. Right. So, well, uh, if it's enforced it, at all, and you know, yeah, or enforced. Well, you want to talk about my issue uh, as a for instance? Yeah. You'll have so, to refresh my memory a little bit, but yeah. 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 No worries. So I. 3D printed um, the parts for a Glock bullpup. And the the video, actually, I had a rubber band around it holding them together. So there was a slide on top of it. Ah. And you could see as I moved it, there all the parts were wiggling around. I pulled the rubber band off. I pulled pieces off. And I just showed the components. It's not like I showed how to build it. There was a substantial amount of parts missing. The slide was hollow. There was no... Um, None of the internals were in the slide. There was no sights on the slide. Uh, there was a barrel, but you know, no recoil spring, not, none of that. And I had uploaded the video, forgot about it, like upload in the morning. And I was on a road trip and it's like later that evening. And I'm like, Ooh, you know, I've been doing 10 videos in 10 days. Let me upload this video. And I log in as I'm in the passenger seat and I look and the video has been pulled down because it violated the terms of service. Now, this wasn't a live video. I, I did the same thing on the live video, and they pulled the live video. I'm like, all right, I, I get it. I violated the rules. Or I could see them seeing that I violated the rules. You could see, like, where, they made the, you could see where yes. they made the mistake if it was, yeah. yeah. Right, right. And I'm like, hey, the, this is a recorded video. Even if it was a real firearm, that shouldn't have been an issue. I, I didn't violate any rules. I know they they seem to be sensitive to the bullpup word, um, and I I didn't show how to manufacture anything or I mean it couldn't it couldn't have even been like a, a field strip video because there weren't any made there were no rails or anything in it mm -hmm. to field strip. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but because I have so many conversations with so many sure. creators, Rich, so you have to forgive me about that. But yeah, no wasn't wasn't there context is a huge thing, and I want to get onto this. Remind me, John, if I forget to talk about the latest video I've got dropped, which is on the Mossberg 940 Snow Goose, and I actually partially disassembled and assembled that shotgun in a video. I want to explain something related to context in that, which will help a lot of folks out. Uh, but for for your your purposes, Rich. Um, wasn't there something you said in there? Didn't you? Isn't that what I oh. said? Is that you said something like this? I just 3D printed this or something to that effect? Yeah, I may have mentioned the way to manufacture it, the, the right. process. Yeah, I right. may have said yeah. something about 3D printing. That, that's correct. Yeah. It might have been a verbal thing. Yeah. And so context is huge, right? So policy, 
states that, you know, um, you can't show the process or, or, or give any information on the making, basically, of a firearm. Right. I don't mm -hmm. have the policy in front of me. I can't I can't cite it verbatim, right. but that's ultimately that's the spirit of what they're getting at is they don't want people showing how to build guns. Joe with shooting Gallagher in New England out there figured that out. Uh, and he's a moron. And, and I hope you don't mind me saying that because I love him. But he's a moron because <laughs> it said right there in his title, like how to build an AR-15. And I'm like, dude, why don't you just, why don't you just paint a big target on yourself? But anyway, um, so, yeah, context is is important. And getting back to what I was talking about with the latest video on the channel, um, I actually went through some channels and got some advice before I did that. You'll notice on the channel, it's been a long time since I've showed the internals of a firearm, taken anything apart, put it together. And part of the reason that I um, uh, did that is I wanted to, you know, I want to help, right? Um, that's my goal. I don't want to just, I don't want to help creators sidestep circumvent i don't want to help creators circumvent policy i want to help creators work within the policy at the same time that i'm helping youtube understand how their policies are badly worded and put out and affect creators to help them change policy which has been a lot of the, the talk communication back and forth today i've talked about for a lot of time that i expect some firearm policy changes before the end of the year and i still do I still do i think last quarter hopefully we we can we can see some change and some shift in it but um, going back to that, context is important. So with the disassembly, um, and spoiler alert for that video, go over there and watch it after I'm done talking, uh, just so, uh, you know, the, the spoiler makes sense. But there was an issue with this shotgun, and I had to disassemble it to the point of normal cleaning and maintenance, right? And pretty much most of us in here are gun guys. We know how to disassemble and put back together a, a semi-automatic shotgun. It's, it's pretty standard. But there's a little tweak or trick to this Mossberg uh, that could be problematic if it's over if it's overlooked if you're not used to some of the more modern uh, weird designs right of, of semi-automatic stuff so I had to show that it's like this is a safety issue if somebody gets this shotgun and they take it apart to clean it and maintain things and they put it back together and they don't put it back together right and they overlook this it could be a big safety issue now hey YouTube you don't want people out here injuring themselves correct youtube is a huge resource for education in that uh capacity and everything correct and the, all of those answers of course were yes and i was like okay well how do we do this and it boiled down to context so multiple times in that video you will hear me say cleaning and maintenance you will hear me say we're looking for the you know i'm gonna show you the problem i am taking this apart to demonstrate to you where this problem lies. I'm not saying, hey, let's build a shotgun. Here's how you put it all together. Context. Context matters. So if you're legit doing that, if you're trying, again, to circumvent policy by lying and saying you're cleaning and maintaining when you're actually building, then I can't help you with that. But if you're legit interested in education and showing how somebody how to field strip, which is what John or Rich or somebody mentioned earlier, Showing somebody how to field strip to clean and stuff like that. Break out uh, a cleaning rod and actually run a patch through it. Break out. Give some context, right? We're going to do this for clean. We're just not going to tell you how to take the slide off. We're not going to tell you how to field strip. We're going to show you how to field strip so you can clean and maintain. It's that context that adds. Mm -hmm. you, feel when, you feel me? It's that context that adds. So here's the thing. There's two, there's two perks to this. 
The first perk is obvious in that it can help the uneducated person at YouTube understand what's going on. And they go, oh, this is cleaning and maintenance. It's routine. It falls under policy. He's not building anything. He's cleaning and maintaining something. Okay, cool. Not a problem. The algorithm was wrong, the whatever. The second thing that I think we overlook is, as farm content creators is we overlook the vast number of new people, not that's just come into the community in the last year, but that will continue to come into the community as long as our content is on the YouTube platform. And so by glossing over context, are we doing a disservice to the new people that may be on the same education level as far as firearm because they're new as the people in YouTube. So context, great context in your video serves two very important, in my opinion, purposes. All right. Yeah, there's tons of people out there um, who agree with you and some that don't agree with you. Um, one of the points that a lot of people are making is that it seems like YouTube is keeps on moving the goalposts. Okay, they said seems like. So um, I get you, but when you say seems like, that's from your perspective. And who do you know at YouTube? How do you, what is your education level? How do you understand YouTube? And do you have the correct knowledge to say that YouTube works this way or that way? So again, you get into, I welcome any private conversation with anybody to start to jump down those rabbit holes. And John, you know what I'm talking about. Rich does 2AEDU, Joe out there, Rogue, G, everybody. There's tons of people out in the chat that understand what I'm saying with that, right? Um, so I get it. But the issue, I think, why people see that right because i'm not discounting that people see that just like i don't discount the frustration i think people say that youtube hasn't moved any goalposts because policy hasn't changed policy hasn't changed in i guess the last change was live streaming in the firearms right which has been what well over a year ago now a couple years maybe um, i think it might be two years or so yeah it's been a while that's the last actual policy update that's why i'm excited that hopefully we will see a, a policy update for the better before the end of the year. So what, what breeds Can you give that, us any hint? what breeds that type of, eh, it will, it will deal most likely with the idea of modification and it will deal most likely. And this is speculation on my part, right? First of all, because I don't, I don't pull any levers or buttons or anything else at YouTube. Um, so this is just what, this is what would be the, my speculation, right? Um, is, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting there on this. So let me, let me ask that question again in a second, John. So what breeds the frustration and what breeds the, it seems like they move the goalpost is the inconsistencies of policy application, right? That is because not everybody has the level of education and understanding in YouTube to be able to properly apply the policy to the context of the video, right? I'll, I'll tell you, you're pissing people off. Well, <laughs> but, I mean, oh, well, oh, well. I'm going to set a record for thumbs down. <laughs> well, good. I mean, people, don't, the truth hurts. People don't like hearing it, and that's fine. Um, but my point is, <clears throat> when you talk about... Um, when they talk again about the goalposts moving, so they not moving as far as the written rules of the game. So they're not moving the goalposts. It's just that you've got a bunch of ignorant referees would be, uh, if we're going to use a goalpost in a sports analogy, we got referees of all different levels of, of competence, right at play on the field. And so it makes things difficult uh, and it makes things frustrating. So two areas um, that are, 
very frustrating. One having to do with links. Uh, we've got site scopes, stocks, and grips, which are mentioned verbatim in the policy that do not line up in the spirit of the policy. So the spirit of the policy, that particular section, is that YouTube doesn't want you linking to things that are regulated, right? They don't want you linking to things that may be okay in Maryland, but they're not in Texas, or they may be okay in Texas, but not in Maryland. Good Lord, that was I backwards. It, um, I think it right? goes more than that. I think it goes <laughs> like with the scopes, at least. Uh, some stuff is regulated by ITAR for export. Um, they, I, they're almost ignorant when you get into that. Yeah, ITAR and really? lasers and things like that. I think they, they have no clue about that anyway. Uh, and that's more of an international thing, right? But you got to realize, too, YouTube is an international uh, entity, an international platform. Um, but anyway, the, the problem, the spirit there is more of that was designed, and that's why the first items are firearms, ammunition, magazines. I mean, all that has some type of federal regulation around it, blah, blah, blah. And here's the thing. Don't, don't mix because a lot of people put this on me and it's not fair. They mix my explanations of YouTube and the policy and the, their spirit of the policy and other things with like compliance. And I wish the government would regulate all this. Okay. The government and YouTube, you've got to separate those two. One is a, is a company and we're trying to get them to understand and, and, and make, life in the YouTube ecosystem easier for gun tubers. The other one is, is the government who directly affects our lives, right? Um, YouTube could go away tomorrow. And quite honestly, I mean, I, I get that a lot of people make their living on YouTube, but they could flip burgers at McDonald's or they could do something to earn money. Um, and the world would, would still turn without YouTube. Eventually YouTube will die. It will morph. It will get replaced just like any other platform has, right? The federal government is something that we definitely have to keep a check on uh, because that affects our day-to-day -day lives. So anyway, um, back to um, back to the I guess the topic or the or the task that we were uh, that we were discussing here is like when how do I want to put this? What's the best way to put this? Um, dang, we've been going down so many rabbit holes with this. I forgot oh, where were you I was talking at. Rules change was the thing you wanted to get back. The rules change. Yeah, I wanted to get to what John was talking about. So. The problem areas where it seems like they're moving the goalpost is, again, it's, it's massive inconsistency. I know for a fact they're aware of that at all levels of the company. They're aware of the inconsistencies. Um, and they they really are trying to do it. But you've got to realize that we are not the only niche. We're not the only creators. There's like 400 hours of videos uploaded every minute to YouTube. Uh, again, the, the scale and, and the massive scale and stuff I mentioned earlier. Uh, it's it's just a it's a hard bull to hard bull to take down hard bull to wrangle right, um, so the the two things that move the goalpost the most uh, as it pertains to policy and the spirit of the policy uh, is the, is site scopes grips and stocks which are readily available on Amazon uh, have no that I know of age requirements. Uh, you could literally send your five year old daughter or granddaughter into the gun store to buy you a scope. Um, that being mixed in with ammunition, firearms, and, and magazines, which do fall under federal and or some type of, of state regulation, right? So the first thing is to get that separated because that's muddying the water with these people that are not educated and they're looking at policy. Well, they're throwing basically any accessory in with things that are regulated. You feel what I'm saying? Um, the second thing is this idea of modification. And I hit on that with my Mossberg 940 video that 
there's certain things when you disassemble a firearm and put it back together. And I actually had a conversation. I've talked about this many times. It's one of the first conversations that I ever had with YouTube is that I had people not in rank and file support levels either, which is, which is disturbing yet understandable that literally asked me, why would you need to disassemble a firearm? And I'm like, why do you need to clean the lint out of your dryer? Why do you need to replace the brakes on your car? Right? It's like, it's a machine. You have at some point it has to be cleaned and maintained and whatever. Right? It's a safety issue, blah, blah, blah. And it was a light bulb that went off for them. Right? So I think, um, I think the modification part of policy and I think the, the links portion of policy specifically when it comes to readily available accessories. Um, I think that's going to be the first thing we see morph and change with policy to, to our benefit. Uh, again, I, I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, hey, I'll accept it. Uh, and and you got to realize, too, it's a slow process. We talked about how huge YouTube is uh, and the cost, the sheer cost involved with, with having to train employees on policy when you have tens and tens and thousands of employees. If you tweak one little piece of policy, You've got to try to train all of those employees, right, on those policy chains. They've got to be aware. It's not just an inner office memo that goes out. No, if they get it, they get it, right? Uh, they want everything to be done right. So it's a pretty massive undertaking. Even if they just changed one word in policy or omitted, let's say they went in and they took out sites, scopes, stocks, and grips, they're going to have to go in and they're going to have to train it and go, look, and unless it's firearms, ammunition, um, magazines, um, leave it alone. Right. Um, and then they're going to have to show some examples and do some other things. And that's other things that we've been working on. Um, you know, thankfully, some of the videos, some of the channels that I've helped out with. Uh, that's great. If you have a problem, reach out to me because that helps whenever I can take an example of a quote unquote injustice. Right. And the first thing we got to do if you've got a problem uh, is we've got to parse through your channel. And, and again, and by evident by the thumbs down, by the way, thanks for the engagement on John's chat because thumbs down, it means the same thing as a thumbs up at the end of the day. So we enjoy the extra click. It's awesome. But <laughs> what, what happens is you're going to reach out to me and you've got a problem. The first thing we're going to do is I'm going to take everything that I know and understand. Uh, and I'm going to look at the video or your channel, and we're going to try to figure out where you might have gone wrong. If you, if you did, if you didn't, uh, that's fine. If you did, that's fine too. And then we're going to start the escalation process, you know, and, and move it up and, and see what we can do. And the great thing about doing that more often than not, 99% of the time when, when I get somebody that's got a problem on YouTube and they say, help, Hey, help me out. 99% of the time, it's not an issue where we learn anything. Quite honestly, it's an issue where YouTube learns something. Right. Um, and that's beneficial whenever they can see that they're wrong and they can see the inconsistencies and stuff. That's when we start to make an impact, just complaining and whining about it and posting about it on social media and going and making a video and saying, hey, YouTube demonetized me. Go over and give me a bunch of money on Patreon, blah, 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 blah. Um, that doesn't serve any function. Right. Uh, but if we start to look at the problem, address the problem, figure out why that problem exists, and then what is the mechanism to not only deal with that problem uh, and get uh, 
recourse or restitution or whatever you want to call it, uh, but also affect change for the future. And, and I think we're moving that way uh, to the point of channels being deleted and videos being deleted. We don't see, we see a lot of monetization stuff, but we do not see channels and stuff being removed and deleted, knock on wood, um, like we did a couple or three years ago. And, and everybody out there, if they're being intellectually honest, knows exactly what I'm talking about. All right, that sounds good, Clover. I want to thank you for coming oh, on. Clap for that, you stupid bastard. Come on, man. So, so thank you so much. Uh, it was an engaging conversation. I just want to thank you for coming on. Hey, can, can we invite Clover for a 30-minute show? This way I get to talk some more. <laughs> Nope. Yeah, it, it's fun having Clover on because you don't really have to do any work. You just sit back and let him go. No, I, after, I mean, after Clover, five minutes, five minutes of me sitting here and not getting to talk, and you're and you're shilling <laughs> and pimping your stuff. Really, really, really. I didn't plan on talking about about all of that. I don't even know how we got onto that, but you pushed me down that rabbit hole. But no, your I mean, wife must in, be a good listener. In all seriousness, it's it's a much more. <laughs> let me let me say this real quick, right? In all seriousness, it's a much more complex situation than any, anybody makes it out to be. And it's a much more complex situation than I can explain and talk about to multiple people in a chat audience here on a live stream. So, you know, if you want to literally discuss some specifics to your channel or videos or ins and outs or whatever, reach out to me. I mean, we can do that. Yeah, Clover's a good contact. He, he helped me out understanding what was going on and why. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't cry. Oh, they deleted my video. They killed my live stream. Yeah, big deal. So what? I can make more. Yeah. All right. Well, th thank you so much. Tell people where they can find you rich. Then I'll go to Clover. Flyingrich.com, YouTube.com slash flyingrich, and on Patreon.com slash flyingrich. Just give me money. I won't give you any content. And Clover? Well, they can reach me at my YouTube corporate email, which is clovertack at YouTube. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I do not work for YouTube. Um, clovertack at gmail.com. If you want to reach out, uh, if I can help you or maybe try to explain or, or whatever. More importantly, um, if you if you follow somebody as a viewer, a follower, a you know, subscriber, whatever, if you follow somebody that's having an issue, an issue um, get them to reach out to me. And, and again, I mean, I may not be able to to right a wrong um honestly they may have to face the music and realize that they were wrong um but you know at least we can have a conversation and acknowledge the frustration and a lot of frustration is born out of ignorance so if we can can educate and, and kind of get an idea and an understanding of what's going on um make make them feel a little better maybe but you know again we might be able to get get an injustice uh, solved as well. Uh, so definitely, yeah, reach out to me. If you've got a problem, uh, send folks my way. If you don't, uh, you can hit up clovertack.com. Uh, if you're not a, uh, a rabid, avid YouTube user, and you can reach me on a multitude of platforms. So maybe you don't email like John. He likes to send the links for these shows through Instagram uh, DM, which is weird instead of emailing them to somebody like a normal person. Email's but uh, dead. If, you, if you are a weirdo like John and you must DM as opposed to email, forget the clovertack at gmail.com and hit me up on Instagram or Facebook put, or, or somewhere and say, hey, I need some help. Clover, we all know the RFC for email is 72 hours. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
There you go. That's why. All right. All right, guys. Um, I posted the link to my uh, subscriber and supporter hangout um, for my uh, Patreon people and my YouTube subscribers uh, uh, for October. What I do, Clover, is once a month I'm doing a hangout with, like, all the people just in a big Zoom session. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's just something that I, I like to do. I like to do that. Plus, we have a Discord too, which is in the description for open for everyone. So, pimp something for me, John. I put a link in the chat uh, since we have talked about YouTube and um, creator stuff and all that so much. The nerd stuff, as I like to call it. Throw that link out in the chat if you would. That is, I've been doing stuff for years on the CloverTech channel, uh, talking about YouTube and creator stuff and whatever. Uh, I've separated that now and created a new channel called GunTuber Academy. I want to separate my, again, we talked about earlier how I'm not an activist or anything like that. Don't class myself as one. And so I am. Same, same thing. I want to I want to shoot guns and have fun and educate people and do all that on the CloverTech channel. And I want to talk uh, nerd stuff and all of that, but I kind of want to put that into a separate channel. So that's why I did that. Uh, so if you're out there and you're a creator, uh, I've got a couple of videos up now. And uh, there'll be more coming in the future, just little tips and tricks. Specifically, they can apply to other creators and other niches, uh, some of the stuff we talk about. But most of what we talk about there will be directly applicable to uh, firearm content creators. So thanks for that, John. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you got some new subscribers. I put that out there. I put it out there. So I went to all the channels and also my Twitch, um, like my Periscope, which I think is dead now anyway and my facebooks uh so yeah so it went out there everywhere i want to thank everyone for watching uh remember you can always support me by going to patreon.com slash john crump or visiting black swan tactical.com which is my website tusk and i want to thank jsd supply and with that we are going to be doing two days of the Tur turkey shotgun drinking game that's where Turkish we go shotgun Turkish. Game. Shotgun grid again. That that's where you go through all the uh the foyers of all right. the stuff coming. There there could be mystery meat. There, there hey, could man. be a hey. Glock. We we discovered the the Glock carbine the other day. So hey, I don't think Glock likes me too much for putting that out there. But oh well, those are in the country. Yay! All right, thank you guys. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.